All right, let me guess. You've got young kids and you do all the things to take care of them. Meanwhile, your own self-care and healthcare are slipping, maybe because you just don't have the time or bandwidth to do things for you, even though you know you should. If this sounds like you, then hey friend, I see you. I am Beth August. I'm a dietitian, nutritionist, fitness trainer, mama, and founder of The Refresh, a program for busy parents where I help you feel better using food, exercise, mindset, and community. And I made this podcast for you because I want to lift you up. These simple strategies actually work for busy parents just like you who are in my Refresh community. Let's get into it. Hello, everybody. I'm here with two special guests today, Becca and Brooke, and they own a box called This Moment Box. I could describe it, but I'm going to butcher it. So I'm just going to say welcome. And can you guys describe the box? Welcome. Thank Hi. you. Hi. You want me to go, Brooke? Okay. Yeah, well, I do the it. two of us were always like, okay, who's going to describe <laughs> it? Um, so yeah, we own In This Moment Box, and we are a subscription business that we focus on helping families implement mindful moments into their busy lives. So mm-hmm. our boxes are for both the child and the parent in the family. Um, we include in the box a craft for the kids to complete along mm-hmm. with a gift, which is usually a, a household item for the parents. And both things revolve around a specific mindfulness theme each month. And we include resources and prompts, um, which help the parents and the child stop and take mindful moments in their lives. That's cool. Um, because we know there's all of these benefits of mindfulness. For those of you who don't know what it is, um, we really describe it as bringing awareness to the present moment on purpose. Mm. And so it might sound and grace. Wait, say that again. I broke up. I was just going to add like, yes, Becca, but like, we always forget that last part that we talk about too, like bringing awareness to the present moment on purpose with kindness Mm. and grace, like towards Mm. yourself while doing it. So you're not in a judgmental stance. You're in this open, curious, um, place of being. And so I think one piece of mindfulness that often gets overlooked and forgotten about is that self is that compassion piece. So I just wanted to jump in and, and that makes me, that makes me want to ask a question. Can I, can I jump in and ask this question? So, so I'm just thinking about, so I, I feel like I know that message well for myself and I teach it to my nutrition and fitness clients. Like, you know, be kind to yourself, reflect, notice when you're feeling like this and just, and just notice it, don't judge it. But then I try to practice mindful techniques on my four-year-old and they don't work, or maybe they sometimes they do, but I feel like I do it maybe she's judging herself or maybe she's feeling that I'm judging her because it's always when she's throwing a tantrum that I'm like, come on, do the birthday candle breath. And she's like, how dare you, you know, in the moment. Um, so what, how do your boxes help the kids approach it from a playful way? And like, how do they do it when they're tantruming? Yeah. Do they not? No, that's a great question. And so there's kind of different parts to it. So on the one hand, our boxes help because exactly like you said, if we try to teach mindfulness to children when they're tantruming or doing something we don't want them to do, of course, they're not going to really know how to do it. Right. Mm. And so our boxes help kids learn how to do it when they're calm or when things are going well. And Mm -hmm. because they get to do the craft, they learn about it in a more fun way. So it's more engaging for them. Mm. Um, so that consistency is really key. 
Um, and then I think another part of it is too having, like Brooke was saying about the grace and the compassion piece of mindfulness is great. It's incredibly helpful with emotional awareness and emotion regulation and children are just like adults and we don't get it right every single time. Mm. So having compassion oh, and nice to hear. for both your kids and you that there, neither of you are going to be perfect all the time, but you're walking through this journey together and our boxes really kind of hit on that point of the child and the kid are regulating together and you're mm-hmm. figuring it out together. Yeah. Um, just that process is going to help your children grow as they yeah. age, right? They're not oh, going to like be that. perfect when they're two, three, four, they're never going to be perfect, but the more we do it early on, they're going to learn these more. Yeah. They're not going to get it right every time. And I just realized we forgot to say that you guys are both therapists, right? So tell me, tell me what your backgrounds are and how you guys got into making this box. Sure. Um, Becca and I actually met about five years ago, um, in a forensic setting. We're both, Mm -hmm. uh, licensed clinicians. We worked in a, um, civil commitment center that specialized. So we specialized in sex offender treatment. So we worked in a high risk, um, institution, um, and we became really close with each other and, and other people, um, there on our team. Cause in a job like that, you just kind of have to be. Um, and so, yeah, we got, um, different levels of friendships were formed there. I feel like, mm. because it was just, it was such, it was a job where you just came face to face with your crap a lot. And so you were constantly having to process it out. And so it was really cool, but the, the place where we worked was very, very heavily researched. It was research focused. And so mm. mindfulness kept emerging from in the research of right. something that's effective. And so we um, were, had to use what worked. And so mindfulness kept coming up as the evidence-based practice. So we used it with our clients. And then we also, we started using it, the entire staff and the institution started practicing and meditating. And Mm -hmm. so initially we kind of went because we had to, um, but Mm -hmm. then we started going because we actually saw the benefits of it. And Becca and I specifically, um, both of us kind of uh, struggled with anxiety when we were younger. And so part of our kind of um, getting to know each other and sharing and building our relationship was talking about this idea of how much we wished we had learned these skills in school, like when we were younger, Mm because one of the things that we struggle with is just getting really caught up in our emotions, the anxiety, Mm -hmm. like kind of the fear-based stuff. Um, And so that was probably part of the reason why we went into therapy and and things like that. But that was the key was like, I mean, we saw it working with our clients. We saw, we started seeing benefits for ourselves and it was just like, Oh, this would be really cool if kids would learn this. And then it kind of evolved into, well, it would have to be fun and digestible. And what do we really want to teach them? And what do we want to get across? And honestly, we launched last year and our, our stuff has completely changed, but in an awesome way, we're just very, we've just been very, um, uh, I guess, reactive to customer feedback. Just like, we want to make it good. We want to make it right. And so we're really happy where it is right now. So how has it changed? Tell me like what it was, like what you thought people wanted versus what they really want. Oh, I love that question. And I'm, yeah, it kind of flipped where we were headed. So Mm. initially, get started with it was just focused on the kid and so Mm -hmm. we included four crafts every month and um it was all revolved around a theme still but it was Mm -hmm. all based on the kid we really needed the parents to buy into this Mm -hmm. because we need them modeling and we we needed it to be joint because the kids are young and they need that 
um, teaching. So, um, it w- and then we also got feedback that like four crafts a month is just too much, um, for busy families. And so we scaled back to one craft a month for the kid and a household item for the adult, because, um, something I also noticed me being a mom, I have three girls. Um, the first things to go when we struggle financially is stuff for myself. And oh, so yeah. mm-hmm. I thought it was really cool. This idea of like, okay, so the kid's getting a box and the whole premise is that it's going to benefit this whole, our whole family. So why not include something that really, really engages the parent and the kid. And so mm-hmm. it became this joint um, mindful moments for uh, finding these moments together. And so really just starting a mindfulness practice with the family. So it mm-hmm. kind of started with crafts and the kids and morphed into a joint mindfulness practice. Yeah. I love that. I feel like, Oh, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just saying when we first started, like when we would write the instructions, we always included resources and things for the parents. Mm -hmm. And so we did kind of like always have this idea of we wanted it to be something that connected the parents and the kids, Mm -hmm. but we we just didn't include the parents enough at the first go around, Mm -hmm. we realized. Um, And even looking back, like at my own childhood, thinking about my relationship with my parents and what was modeled to me and Mm -hmm. how, you know, managing emotions, coping with emotions. um, I was maybe told how to do that, not like super consistently, but if I had been experiencing that with my parents and they had been going along in the process with me, Mm -hmm. how much more beneficial that would have been. Um, And so that, that also was a big part of the evolve is we're like, we need them. We want them to do it together because that is truly when it's the most beneficial. Totally. When they see you learning too. Mm -hmm. Um, I have so many thoughts, right? Like your audience, Beth has never, I want to normalize just real quick. Um, Mindfulness is like wide and vast, but Mm -hmm. if, if I wasn't a therapist, I wouldn't, really know like oh my kids should be doing this I think I I was lucky enough I was just in the job that it kept kind of coming up as something that you want to be involved in with your kids but I I the problem that Becca and I saw with mindfulness is that it it was it's not being um taught and it's not like widely accessible to parents Mm -hmm. and kids. And if you've never heard of it before, like you you can get really overwhelmed. Like what the heck is this? And how would I teach my kid if I don't even know? And so that was the pull of, yeah, we need to kind of uh, make this fun for the adults too, because they are learning along with, with the kids. So, yeah. I'm thinking of some of my, my clients right now, the people that do my refresh program. And I have a little mindfulness component that I work into the program and some people just eat it up and it's like what they needed to hear to like, you know, they just work clicks for them. And other people will say things like, Oh, I don't do the mindfulness crap. Like that's not for me. And so, um, one thing that you said earlier, I was taking notes, um, that clicked for me also that I see in a lot of my refresh members. And then I just seen a lot of parents in general is that we will do things for the benefit of our kids more than we do for the benefit of ourselves. And so if you're doing this mindfulness box, because you know, it's good, even though you don't feel like doing it for yourself, because you just can't get into it. You can't like calm your brain because you know, all the reasons, um, I I like that because I do that for my own refresh members. Like I phrase a lot of things like, Oh, do an experiment this week where you get your kids in the kitchen, like putting, you know, olive oil and salt and pepper on some kale to roast, Mm -hmm. but I'm doing that so that the mom or dad or parent eats kale. I'm not doing it for the kid, but if the parent, I mean, I kind of am, but if the parent, if they think that they're doing it to get their kid excited about the kitchen, it's actually benefiting 
the parent. I mean, it's benefiting yeah. both, but, but that idea of like, um, that the box started out for kids, but then you realize like, Oh, parents actually need a little bit more here and like a little treat for themselves. And to like, look at that. Like, I think I saw a picture on your website of a mug that went with one of them. And like, to look at that mug, like could be a reminder, like to take a deep breath um, and to be like, I feel special. And I'm teaching this to my kid. I should practice what I preach. So I think, I mean, I'm, I'm, it's not, you guys are the therapist. So it's nice for me to hear you talk about the importance of having the parents and the kids kind of working on something together. Um, and it helps if you think it's for your kid, but it's actually sneakily helping you. Oh, there's my kid crying. So if you're crying, that's just, you know, <laughs> life. <laughs> well, it's Becca, like Becca talked about the benefit of actually experiencing it versus just talking about it. And I think just mm-hmm. again, to like normalize that concept. Like if you were trying to describe honey to someone and how it t- tasted like you could talk all day long about it but if the person actually tasted honey they would have that experience um and it's it's a difference that having that experience is different than just like hearing it mm-hmm. and so same thing with with mindfulness like having an experience um is way more important than you know hearing cool facts about it um and so yeah. that's what we're hoping to create in a really fun way Yeah. And I think, I don't think we were recording yet when I said it, but I was um, looking at your website and you guys have like the not ready to commit yet, like get this one box. And I was looking at that. Um, Of course, that's how we all, where we all start off. Um, And uh, it looked like you had a thing where the kids blowing through a straw to make paint move maybe. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was just thinking as you guys were talking that what I asked you earlier about, like I teach my daughter to do the blowing out the candles breath. Like she's just imagining doing that of course she doesn't want to do it, but if she remembers that physical thing of blowing the paint around. Yep. So that's, that's really cool. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Cause they can feel it. And as you like talk to them, cause we include the resources for the parents too. Cause we don't expect you to know this, but really mm-hmm. like when you have to blow through a straw, like that's a certain kind of breath and having your mm-hmm. kid be aware of how that differs from maybe like breathing like that have them play around with the different breaths because ultimately like mastering the breath um you can kind of manage and improve your nervous system and so Mm -hmm. that's kind of it's all about um but just making it fun for the kid yeah having them blow through the straw and they think they're just painting with a straw but really Mm -hmm. they're getting that experience of the breath yeah yeah Yeah. And then you guys, you said something earlier about you guys did the mindfulness stuff at your old job because you had to, Mm -hmm. um, and that's how it started. And I feel like that is how it starts for a lot of people. Like my first experience, I worked somewhere where I was just next door, like in the same office space as somebody that was teaching a mindfulness-based stress reduction course. So I got to go to it. I would never have signed up for it, but it was like, oh, well, she invited me. And at first it's, it's really hard to get into it. And so it's cool starting young and, and like doing it for your kids, um, so, how, so you guys explained how you got into it. Um, are you still working at the place now or where, what, what's your guys' situation now? You started this business. Tell me what's going on now. Yeah. So Brooke actually had, it was a place called Sandridge and Brooke had left Sandridge, uh, probably like a year or so before year or two, before we started the business. Yeah. Um, I was still at Sandridge when Brooke uh, kind of brought this idea to me and, it's funny, like I had been doing mindfulness, but I had definitely fallen off the wagon at this mm. point in my life, right? Like, mm. and I was really in a place where I was just running through the motions, but I didn't really know it. Um, I was not being mindful. I was numbing essentially and mm. just trying to get through 
um, the day. And then Brooke brought this idea to me and it kind of woke me up of like, oh my gosh, I have been falling off my mindfulness. Um, and I had known for a while that I wanted to make a change, but I was, I was too scared is really what it comes down to. Um, and I don't know, talking to Brooke, I started, I got a, got back on the mindfulness train and got really excited about the business. She actually had a different business partner for starting out. Mm-hmm. Um, and just kind of a lot of things aligned. The other business partner decided it wasn't something she wanted to do. And I jumped in. So I ended up quitting Sandridge at that time because it, it was a very, um, it's an interesting place where you like can't have your phone. Um, you're really cut out from the outside world because it's a high maximum security treatment center. Mm-hmm. So I quit my job because I wasn't able to really do both. Um, and I still do private practice work like one day a week. And then I also do some independent contract work. Um, so we do have some other things that we do on the side, but we're definitely yeah. trying to make this be our, our main thing. Yeah. That's awesome. Wait, I want to, I have a question for you now. Yeah. So, um, you saying that you felt that you realized you had lost your, um, you'd fallen off the wagon. I feel like I fall off the wagon often on mindfulness and then I get back on it and then I fall off yeah. like a month ago I was journaling and then I stopped and I wish I was journaling again. And, you know, just, that's just what tends to happen. And I think that, um, I know that when I describe, like when I'm talking to my clients and and my, and just people in my, in my world as, as my business, as I'm, you know, um, teaching my refresh program and helping busy parents feel their best using food and fitness, I struggle with that. Right. And so it's sometimes this weird thing being like the person that's helping everybody get healthier. So you guys, it's more mental mind, it's more physical, um, but then maintaining it yourself. So I don't know what my question is, but I just feel like you guys probably feel me on that. Like did did anything pop in your head? Absolutely. One thing that pops into my head is I'm so glad that there's two of us because Mm -hmm. there is a lot of times where I feel like we just kind of switch off of calling the other person being like, like freaking out about something. Right. And we're not in a mindful space at that point. We're not in the present moment. It's always, almost always fear-based like Brooke Mm -hmm. said. And luckily we have each other where we can kind of help center the other person back to the present moment. Right. Um, because even though we are therapists and even though this is our business, we're flawed like everybody else. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's a really important thing to remember too. If you're listening, you're never going to be perfect at it. And that is actually one of the beautiful things about mindfulness is it does Mm -hmm. offer that grace and that compassion for you of that's okay. You know, you're not always going to be perfect and, uh, or you're never going to be perfect and mm-hmm. you're doing your best and giving, giving yourself that compassion. Um, I feel like that's the theme of, of today is you, no one's perfect, right? Your kids yeah. aren't going to be perfect at mindfulness. You're not going to yeah. be perfect, even if it's what you preach. Yeah. Um, and I like that the name of your box is in this moment, because that's what mindfulness is, right? It's just like being in the, every moment's a chance to be. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. yeah. And yeah. just point out Beth and, um, you probably know this, but like when you had said, you know, like last month I was journaling right now, I'm not like, even that awareness is amazing. Like bringing awareness to that, like, you know, maybe before it was three months that you went before recognizing, oh crap, I've stopped journaling. I would like mm-hmm. to get it. 
and and that's just gonna like the the coming back to the present moment the constant bringing awareness that's just gonna continue to increase and so I would say that you actually were being mindful recognizing Mm -hmm. like I'm not doing that anymore and I kind of liked it and I and I want to because for me it really like kind of came alive when I like start like ask yourself the question like why am I doing what I'm doing like for when I can start really when I know that, when I know what I'm doing um, at all times. And so like that, that awareness. And I just want to just point that out to you that like, I thought, I think you were being maybe a little hard on yourself. Like you thought like you're really <laughs> mindful. And of course a therapist would nail me. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, a really good point, Brooke. Cause that's true. I don't think people give themselves credit for when they do have that awareness, right? Mm-hmm. Like we often do it from a more judgment place of like, oh shoot, I haven't been doing this, mm-hmm. but the awareness and noticing it, it, then when we can do something different and that's the the beauty of it. Yeah. See, this is why I love talking to therapists because this makes me think about, so my refresh members, so it's, the program is six months long. People join it to get small bite-sized prompts about nutrition, about fitness, that they can fit in their life as a busy parent. There's a weekly group zoom call where they see each other and see me and we talk and have accountability. Um, but sometimes people disappear, right? Like life happens. They can't make it to the calls. The kid was sick. They were at a doctor appointment. They had a meeting on their schedule, like they, whatever, um, they got COVID, which like, you know, people have like, they just, whatever. And so I'm always saying to them, the fact that you didn't just disappear, but that you came back, like that's the win because it's the, I always call it the muscle memory. Like you are strengthening your muscle memory of returning to yourself. And so from my point of view, it's like returning to nourishing your body, moving your body for you guys, it's mindfulness. Um, but I just love talking to therapists because you guys say it. I feel like I think these ways, but you guys say it so concisely and perfectly that no, it's, you should be proud of yourself for recognizing. It, and that's part of the process of being the healthiest version of yourself is just recognizing. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think for um, a lot of people, like I I like how you pointed that out of like the judgmental stance Mm. back up, being more aware of how your inner dialogue, how you're talking to yourself, like, and I know you promote self-care Beth. And so that would just be one of my kind of like bite-sized tidbits is like bringing Mm more awareness to that inner dialogue, what you're telling yourself, what's going on. Cause that's really going to give you a lot of, a lot of information as well. Yeah. And really kind of like shift. You have to be aware of how you're talking to yourself to kind of shift out of it. Mm-hmm. And it's probably pretty critical. I really haven't met anyone personally, professionally who was like, Oh yeah, I don't experience self-judgment or, <laughs> or I'm not critical. Actually, that's not true. Becca and I worked in a security, we worked with people who had high psychopathy. So we had mm. the privilege of working with people who actually really didn't experience that. But I mean, that's the other end of the spectrum. That comes along with other problems. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty rare. <laughs> and, um, yeah, it, it does come along with a set of other problems. That's true. Mm. So, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, that makes me think of the thing I always tell my clients, which is, at this point, I think I've worked with thousands of people and I can think of literally one person I've ever worked with who was like, I love my body. No, and now there's more because there's a stronger movement, but very few people have been like, I love my body exactly as it is. Yeah. Um, and that's what they're, that's what we end up working towards together often in the program. Um, but it's the same thing. It's like, we're all, we're so critical of ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why I think it's great. You guys have each other for the feed, for your feedback. And that's actually one of my favorite things about my refresh group is even though they're my clients, just hearing them 
have these wins just helps me like helps or hearing them reflect on their thoughts or have these struggles helps me frame my own thoughts. So it's always good to talk to people and and be around a community, I think. Oh, absolutely. And that's, I truly think connection and just being with people that we can be our genuine selves with is Mm -hmm. one of the best coping strategies and one of the ways to be really present. Cause when we can be genuine and when we're connecting with people, we're 100% in the present moment. And that's when mm-hmm. you, and you can feel it, right? Like when you think oh, about yeah. when you are connected with someone and you're like right there with them, you know, that feeling compared to when you're thinking about something else you have to do, or when you're feeling anxious or, you know, mm-hmm. whatever it is, you mm-hmm. know how it feels comparatively to when you're in the present moment. And, and that's so, the beauty of your box. Yeah, that's the beauty of your box because you're doing it with your kids. Exactly, exactly. And like having that connection with your kids, um, mm-hmm. regardless of how much they digest about the mindfulness in that moment, they're feeling that connection and they're mm-hmm. feeling what it's like to be in the present moment. And they'll know right as they age that they want to feel like that. Yeah. And that's really cool because mm-hmm. I... I mean, I'm very still young in terms of motherhood, right? Like my oldest is four and a half. So I don't really know anything yet. Um, But I know that I already talked to friends who are like, I remember one of my friends was like, my daughter and I are already not getting along. Like, is this the beginning of teenagerhood? Like, is this what it's going to be like? How do we make sure our relationship doesn't go south? And, um, and this feels like a way, like it's a bonding and there's no pressure. It's not led by you. It's like, you're just following someone else's instructions, but you're doing it together. Um, it seems, yeah, it seems like a really great way just to, to build that feeling. Like you said, like knowing, having your kids know they can trust you and just be in the moment with you. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, can I just comment on your friend's comment? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so I have daughters and I'm actually one of four girls. So I have four sisters. Mm-hmm. Um, and so a lot being around a lot of females my entire life. Um, so it's scary for me to be raising three girls partly because I'm a girl and I had all the sisters and I like I so I um but thank goodness like for just more awareness around it because my oldest is seven um and I find myself getting extremely triggered in situations um Mm. And, um, recently I, I shifted from, I was working and my husband stayed home with the girls to, we just kind of flip-flopped where now he got a, a new gig and I'm home and it brings up a lot, a lot of stuff and it's summer. And so I'm here with my three kids sometimes mm-hmm. and sometimes I feel trapped and like, I, and I just get triggered sometimes. Um, and so the bringing more awareness to that has saved um, some interactions between me and my mm-hmm. oldest. There are sometimes like, uh, so I used to like snap and just my default communication style is passive aggressiveness. <laughs> and <laughs> I, I, I was sarcastic one time to my daughter and she kind of looked at me and it was just like, she was so confused and mm-hmm. kind of hurt. Like, it was like, it was so clear that like, oh yeah, our natural communication is not sarcasm. Like we're very conditioned to use that. And mm-hmm. she was like put off. And so I was like, I need to be more aware of how I speak. Um, cause I, I do tend to be sarcastic and passive aggressive. And so just having more awareness around that has already, um, helped improve the mother daughter relationship that, um, mm-hmm. that I'm navigating. I, I, a hundred million percent. It's already just with the increased awareness and 
kind to myself <laughs> um, mm-hmm. as I see it because um, there's a difference between seeing it and kind of accepting what it is and being kind versus seeing it. Um, and historically, I would see it and then get really down on myself and, you know, then mm-hmm. I would, you know, whatever. But um, yeah, the growth is just being more aware about it, I would say. And the mother-daughter thing, whew, I hear you. <laughs> yeah. And it sounds like you, when, you, when you're aware without judgment, then you're not spiraling the way my friend was. You're just like, okay, I noticed this. And I always say to my kids when I do notice that, I, um, I say, okay, um, I have to walk away and take a breath so I can be a good mom to you. Because mm-hmm. that's always like for me and everyone's different, but I have to take literally like take a time out away. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just need space to be able to breathe. And I can't really decompress when someone's like hovering or oh, on yeah. me. And so it's just like, so I know for myself, I can feel it in my body when I'm, when I'm, and I know when I have to go and take five minutes. And, and it's, I just say, I need to um, go take a breath so I can be a good mom to you. That's, and they're going to try that. I need to go take a good breath. I'm going to go take a breath. I can be a good mom to you this morning. My daughter, I know that exact feeling. And I bet you everybody listening knows that feeling. Like I remember this morning, my daughter, she doesn't like to pee when she first wakes up, which just like irritates me to no end because then she has to pee and she's doing like the wiggle dance and she's like kicking me. And I'm like, just go to the bathroom. But instead she like kicks me and then she wants me to go with her, but I have the baby and I don't want to go with her. And it's always a thing. And just like, I snap before it even gets to the level where I should have snapped. And then I walk away, but then I'm annoyed when I walk away. So I'm going to try, I'm going to try that tonight when she, there's going to be a battle again at bedtime. We know this. So I'm going to try this. I'm just going to walk away and take a breath so I can be a good mother. Yeah. Yeah. Cause seriously, yeah. Beth, that's when I feel the most shame when I'm mothering is like when I get annoyed with my kids and like, I'm just like, and I, and I'm acting in a way that they know I'm annoyed and I'm just like, why mm-hmm. am I with you guys? You know, yeah. like, yeah. I, really struggle with that. Cause it's like, Brooke, you love your kids, but like, you didn't have to do that. And yeah. Oh yeah. And then when you, when you do go away and then you calm down or like, I'll go away and I calm down. And then I realize like, now I can handle her. Like I should, why did I wait? Cause now she's all riled up <laughs> and it's a power struggle and you just kind of upset her and yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Oh yeah. Um, all right. Well, we've been talking for a while now. So um, let's see. I had a little list that we kind of went off our, our topics, but that's okay. We talked about your business. Um, yeah, I don't know. Is there anything else you guys want people to know or tell people how they can get your box? Um, if there's, if there's, I don't know, are you, I didn't ask you this before we hit record, but are, do you guys like accept vendors to give things into your boxes? So like, what kind of, what kind of people do you guys collaborate with? And then also how can just regular people get your boxes? Yeah. So that's a good question. We haven't um, collaborated with anyone in our box. Um, We're definitely open to it. So Mm -hmm. if any of your listeners um, have anything that they think would be a good fit, um, our website is in this moment box.com and there's a contact form on our website. So people could definitely reach out if they had ideas about a collaboration, even if it's not Mm -hmm. specifically in our box, we love collaborating with other businesses just to promote each other, especially Mm -hmm. women run businesses. That's something that's really important to us. Um, and then, yeah, if you're wanting to order, you can order at in this moment box.com. We are also on Instagram and Facebook, um, as in this moment box. So you can follow us. We share resources on there. We share a bit more about Brooke and I, our lives, um, our struggles as Mm -hmm. 
female business owners. Um, so yeah, that's kind of where you can, where you can find us. Awesome. And then your boxes. So there's like the, I, I was looking and it looks like there's like a couple different versions or levels of boxes. Yes. So we do have the mini moment box, which is what you uh, mentioned earlier, Beth, and that's just a one-time purchase. So if people are wanting to um, just try it out, there's no subscription necessary. You just get the one-time purchase um, and it'll give you an idea of what the other boxes would be like. And then we do also have a one month, three months, six months, 12 month subscription package. And essentially they're all the same. It's just, if you commit to more months, you mm-hmm. get a cheaper price. So, okay. Yeah. Cool. It sounds like, um, it, it could be a really good gift for yes. somebody. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. A lot of people give as gifts. So yeah. that's, yeah. Yeah. Grand- What's like the ideal really age for the kid? Oh, sorry. Oh, um, I was just saying grandparents, I think really like it as gifts. Mm -hmm. Um, and like, I have a, my brother and sister-in-law really don't like getting actual items as gifts. Mm -hmm. Like they've actually asked us to not give, get items because they Mm -hmm. were like, we have so much stuff in our house. We don't want our kids like only focused on material type things. Um, so it's a good experience gift if Mm -hmm. you're uh, looking for that. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, sorry, what was your question, Beth? Uh, oh, what's, what age of kid? Like, what's it, what's the most ideal age for the kids to be? Well, it's designed for four to eight-year-olds. Mm-hmm. However, we have a few subscribers, one who's 12 and one who's 13. Mm-hmm. Um, really, like, I mean, the, 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 um, the craft is like a fun craft. And so it's, if, if you're older, you just might need less, like, adult supervision and help okay. with. So, um, yeah, we have a few people who are older who are just like, yeah, this is awesome. Um, but specifically when we designed it four to eight was in our mind. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, um, I will put all of the information you guys gave me into the show notes. So if people want to find you, they can click on the links down there. Um, is there anything else? I don't know. Anything else you want to share or it was just so wonderful talking to you guys. Yeah, you too. Um, the only other thing I would add is if you subscribe to our email list on our website, you get 20% off your first box. So, oh, nice. Uh, awesome. Okay. Yeah. I'll be sending them that link too in the show notes. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. Thank you so much for having us. Yes. All right. Bye everybody. You finished a thing. You've made it to the end of this episode. First, give yourself a pat on the back for taking the time to focus on your own wellness. Then decide how you'll take your next action. I've got a free five-day refresh program that will help you go from knowing what to do, but maybe not doing it to actually doing it. Uh, You could join the free five-day refresh, or you can just come chat in my free private WhatsApp community and build up some momentum in your wellness journey. You're here, you're listening to this, you're ready for the next step. And if you want to talk about how to work with me or whether or not my program is a fit for you, then click the show notes and set up a 10-minute call with me or find me on the socials and send me a DM. All right. Bye for now.